To the unofficial controller podcast, your weekly gaming podcast, episode 110. Games so good you played them twice. With me, George, as always, joined by, well, a man so sexy, they incarcerated him twice. <laughs> Fresh from the New York penitentiary, he's invited me back to our family village, Farmerton, where he's trying to make ends meet. And he's uh, Making an honest woman out of Big Rick. How's it going? Welcome back. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm doing all right. Any choice, did I? You didn't. Uh, where have you moored the submarine up anyway? One good thing about a submarine is you can get out of it. Albuquerque's fitted this button. Yeah. Doop, hatch closes. It submerges. Stealth. How do you get off? The, do you have to swim as it submerges? I hadn't really thought it. that through. If you run fast enough, maybe you, maybe you don't sink. No, I swam. Oh, good. But now I've realised that we... It's cold in the North Sea. It is. Very and cold. I did that over a very deep hole. And now if oh, I have to swim down to press the button to get it... <laughs> he's more of a Caribbean man, isn't he? Like he is. Shallow, he's, yeah. It's warm. He's not going to like that. And thought about that in the design. It's sat on the sea bottom. It's safe. It is. By the time he's served his three life sentences, he can go get it. He can, yeah. I left Why the not? keys... Under the rear tail thing. It's only nuclear anyway, isn't it? I mean, what can go wrong? Mm. Hadn't really. Anyway, let's give fans new and older run. Uh, just oh. just to get out there, because I have a new agent now. That's why I've been brought back in. His fee is even more ridiculous than all the others that I've had. Tell me about it. Dastardly Darren. And what? I, he, he, he moved to Farmerton and just sort of, he dropped a card through the letterbox. Yeah. It was sort of Patrick Bateman quality of business card. I mean, it was pretty classic. <laughs> um, embossed paper and That's italic writing. <laughs> it was better than mine, I can tell you. Oh, um, so, yeah, that was just a win-win for me. I thought, I'll give him 30% of takings. He gets 30% of he what does. I pay. Yeah. Of, of, of your cut, not mine. I don't know service why you've been obsessed with it, but I don't have a cut. You were the only person that ever got paid for the show. Well, I know. And it's yeah. still... Anyway, new fans and old. There's going to be some new fans are like, who's this ex-con they've got on the show? Well, don't worry. He's one of the founding fathers of this show. Coming up, we've got some news. Also, some birthday news. So if you're a listener oh. and your birthday's coming up, happy birthday. But that one particular special, beautiful person is going to get a very personal uh, birthday. <laughs> Extra for birthday readouts. Are you on that thing, you know, with Boise and Kerry Katona where people pay 30? Yeah, I'm on there. I'm on there. (laughs) Of course you are. Yeah. I forgot. Uh, Well, coming up after the news, we've got the feature. So good. Game's so good you played them twice. Um, I don't really have anything to say about that. You know, I normally go to the locker and get out a quick quip. Mm -hmm. There was nothing in there. I looked to you. And you just thought, I'm going to watch it on It's cool. After that, the real deal, the meat and veg of the show, the thing that really everyone turns up for, it's the sound effect, only played singularly. You can play it when he leaves. 
some guy, some say is a thing of imagination, but we've had guests, David Perry. I mean, let's face it. I thought he was high, but we'll never know. He was great. He He's was not great. Back on, I shouldn't think. No, but fair play to him. He, he, he played his character well, didn't he? He did, yeah. Yeah. He very well. He, he was well into the farmers near it. And we're back here, so we issues come back. Talking to people who want to come back, Mike, Mike Rouse wants to come back. Does he? Yes. Oh. There's lots of questions. I've been researching lots lately, and I thought, Mike Rouse was very that. Mike Rouse was involved in that, so we'll get him back. Uh, once Stingray's done, he's left. The only thing left, really, is for me to ask you what you hoping to play, and then for you to uh, contract with me. Uh, well, yeah. But before we get to that end section of the show, Odders, or in honour of Tom, Ozcat, Oddcat, whatever you want to call yourself. Oddbins. Oddbins, yeah. <laughs> Oddbins. You've not been here, it's been sacrosanct. Peace. I don't, I don't want to say anymore. But grab whatever it is you were going to grab, Attached to whatever it is I said that we were going to do, that usual routine, obviously, you know the crack. Tom, what have you been playing? Well, uh, recently I downloaded the free PS Plus game, uh, Plague Tale of Innocence. Ooh. Really enjoying that. It's a nice little game. Uh, we were discussing earlier, it reminds me of a, a Naughty Dog medieval game. Um, yeah, that was Much the in the I vein got. of Last of Us. Uh, you play a young girl who's trying to escort a brother through this medieval France, avoiding the plague rats and English knights and various things. Really cool, yeah. Oh, so the English serve as the enemies? Yeah, I think there's like French... It does give a bit of history at the start and fills out throughout the game a little bit. Um, quite how much of that is true, I don't know. But um, So that's, I presume, it's got... Like areas you have to clear, and then you go to the next area, a bit like Last of Us. Or- yeah, it is very much like that. It's it's linear, story driven. Um, the areas are quite a nice size, and they're really the um, the PS5 version is really up the graphics and looks stunning in places. I talked to you earlier about uh, you emerge from some woodlands and you get to this old watermill. It looks like an old Turner painting or something you'd see hanging on the. The National Gallery wall, it's pretty fantastic it looking like at times. A, um, big overhaul, big I think. Boost, yeah. um, the rats, as we said, they look a little bit, considering how many is on screen, it's still impressive. And the, the way they, there's quite a cool thing where you use your um, your main weapon or your only weapon is a um, oh, sling. sling. Um, I was going to say slingshot, but it's, it's just an old-fashioned sling, like David versus Goliath type weapon. Uh, you can hit the enemy's lamps because the fire keeps the rats away. So light, firelight. So you can hit a, a enemy lamp and then they just engulf him because obviously he hasn't got the light and the animation on that's pretty cool. That uh, is cool. I think you'd like it. I mean, the, you, if you get past the stealth bits, which aren't that difficult, they're just the usual, can be frustrating occasionally. Are they Spider-Man Mary Jane stealth? <laughs> I just found those a bit boring and a bit annoying. Well, um, easy. Yeah, they're they're not overly difficult. You have got to think about what you're doing a little bit more. And as the story progresses and and you unlock different things, you can load into your sling um, and different abilities. I'm not spoil anything, but it just give you more options to situations. Whereas very early on in the game, you've got to get used to just sneaking 
and, and just stealth your way through. Mm. If you can get through that first hour, then it, it opens my, up my a bit. My gentle left analogue touch has been measured at six point two. <laughs> I go from like a hydraulic walk. ram just going out, yeah, coming through. Full on run in less. Um, yeah, so I, I, I'm really enjoying that for a free game. Uh, I think uh, the other thing I've been playing. Obviously, I've not been on the show for a while. I've played Resident Evil Village, uh, Returnal, and Ratchet and Clank, all the R's. Um, Look at him with all the time now. Yeah. I have actually found time for some of those. Um, Enjoyed all of them. All really good. I'd probably say I enjoyed Resident Evil Village the most out of all of them. But uh, Anyway, getting back, I downloaded the DLC pack for Streets Rage 4, a very uh, old favourite among... um, Many of the listeners, many of the older original listeners, so a classic Streets of Rage a series. Very rare YouTube on a YouTube we have, yeah. playthrough. Yeah. Not playthrough. Uh, playthrough the first level, yes. No, um, we didn't. We played through the sewer level, didn't we? Oh, we might have done, yeah. We might have got a bit further then. Um, Maybe not. But I, I'm really enjoying that. It's got a survival mode now, which is good fun. Uh, you can play that single player or co op, and you work your way through. A bit like if you ever played uh, Devil May Cry, The Bloody Palace, or those type of keep going through the levels and basically yeah, one life. One, the Bloody Palace. Yeah. Yeah. Great time. You were just in short pants. <laughs> short trousers. Short trousers. Three quarter lens. Um, yeah, so there's new characters in Streets Rage 4 DLC. You've got Max, who was originally in Streets Rage 2. He's a boss in 4, but you actually get to play as him in this one. Uh, really nice move set. It feels a little bit OP at the moment. Uh, you've got Shiva. Uh, many of you know is a, a renowned boss in martial arts. Like like that guy they, in films or games you always fight before the main boss. Just tough as nails. And Probably actually harder than the main boss. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Time, yeah, a lot of the time they are. And, um, it's like in real he's, life. He's the a... actual boss <laughs> in the actual business is fine. But he's gatekeeping. Obviously. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I can see you as a gatekeeper. Yeah? No, no, no. It's my area. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that one in what's the Monty Python Holy Grail who just guards the bridge. Exactly. Blows up eventually or something. Yeah, that's me. I see. Um, Estelle is the last character, the police woman, if you remember. Uh, like long blonde braid. She's cool. Uh, really yeah. nice move set, like got flashbang and very light police orientated martial arts like lots of sort of elbows and throws and nothing too flashy um <laughs> for a cartoon police side scrolling beat them up um some new colored skins for the characters uh some new music of course the music in streets of rage is very popular isn't it Rightfully so. It's very good. Uh, so, yeah, if, if you're thinking about picking it up, I'd definitely say yeah. It's got, uh, at the moment, if you've got, I think, Xbox Live membership or PS Plus, you can get a bit of a discount on it. How much is it? I think mine cost me like £4.60, uh, which I think is great value for what you get. Sofa scraping mm. for a man like you. Absolutely. I've okay. made that in that first 10 seconds intro. The only reason you're here. Absolutely. You probably, yeah. have I earned enough Get it downloaded. Just in a bit. <laughs> I'm off now. I'm only on here until I get enough for a um, 
a Steam Deck anyway, <laughs> and I'm Is going. That, well, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. See me to the end. Of I was the... sold down the river with my Valve over the week when I saw that on the news. But yeah, we might quickly discuss Stick that. Stick to the end of the feature, and you've learned enough. Okay. All right. Um, anyway, better ask you. What have you been playing? Be very kind. I am. Uh, I'm feeling you generous. Put feeling in, generous. In the backlog of shame episode where you never have to ask me anything ever again. That's how the same we download. <laughs> Stay with us. We'll be right back. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Oh dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative a construction of the <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely entirely check out the gaming blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now controversy always attracts <laughs> attention doesn't it what a good episode uh, actually, I listened back to it not that long ago, and I, I couldn't even find the bits. I was like, oh, fast forward through it. I was like, oh, maybe, maybe we imagined it worse than it was. What yeah. have I been playing? Um, Ratchet and Clank. Mm-hmm. So just knocking the bits off. I've had a little bit of extra time here this week, obviously moving back to farms. Mm-hmm. Um, got the... Uh, that's... I'm just thoroughly enjoying that. I don't want to... I've got to the bit where you can go off and you can do the end game sequence and I kind of... I don't want to. I want to go off and get all the other bits that I need to get so when I drop it, the whole the platinum drops. We'll see how long my patience lasts before I had enough of that. I've did, also been playing... Oh. Did you see any of the Easter eggs within the different dimensions of things dropping in? No. There's nothing coming up that's spoiled. This will be before... You, you would have seen them if you'd have seen them. But I only ever saw one, which was a Thunderjaw from uh, Horizon. But I haven't had anything. I yeah. thought that would happen at the end game, and I've been kind of looking forward to it. <laughs> there, might, there might be bits in the end, I can't remember. Because I've seen some clips of the different dimensions that mm. open up and was like, wow, that'd be great. Looking forward to seeing that, and I've not seen one. Yeah. There's a few in there. Don't say no more. Okay, well. I look forward to that. I think they could probably do something with that going forward as well for a sequel. Think? Make a new PlayStation or the, for the PlayStation version of Smash, which was terrible. You thinking they can use Ratchet and Clank's dimension there to make... <laughs> I don't see why they don't have sense. another stab at that now because the characters PlayStation have built even more so since that came out. You've got Astrobot. Um, you could have Kratos and Atreus as just a, like a... A bit like ice climbers in Smash Brothers, like a dual character, yeah. but they play as one. Um, that's Nathan Joel. Drake, Joel, yeah, Nathan Ellie. Yeah. Um, what's the one everyone hated in Last of Us? Abby. Abby, which I we didn't. Abby. We're a big champion of Abby, yeah, on the show, Abby's aren't an absolutely we? Absolutely brilliant character, probably the best um, character in Last of Us in a long time. Yeah, I think if they ever do any DLC, which they haven't confirmed, but I think, I think too it scared might. Of. I yeah, think they're too terrified to do something. Because yeah, it's um, Although if you played it all the way through and dried your eyes over your favourite little teddy bear getting damaged in the first 30 minutes. You know, yeah, I think a lot of people who hated it didn't 
carry on with it. They just got to that point where like, I'm not playing this now. You kind of need, as we said, if, you, if you're not sure and you go check that. We did a special episode on Last of Us. Then yeah, it's a really good we one. We had to that. do another one much enjoyable. to analyse why people weren't really the, liking yeah, it. Yeah, the fallout from that. Yeah, and, uh, but uh, I think you have to have those things happen in order and play all the way through to get the feelings and the emotions that they wanted you to feel. Yeah. And I've said many times, if it had been another game where Joel and Ellie went on a trek across the US, it'd be lampooned, it'd be boring. Why aren't they innovating? Yeah. You get blamed for not innovating if you keep it the same. Yeah. If you change it, you get blamed for doing something too diverse. I think I'd much rather be attacked for trying to have a go at doing something different than Absolutely. turning yeah. the same thing. And, uh, and fair play for any developers who give that a go because it's not easy these days. Welcome to episode 110 of the Unofficial Controller Podcast. Intro, middle, and end exactly the same. We then <laughs> change it. You terrified us. We change the setting on a regular basis. Well, the and same, and, and yeah. the, the, the characters and the lore is... Uh, Ever in force. Yeah, it is, yes. <laughs> the, uh, I've also been playing Resogun. Yes, which I had a quick go. Yeah, which, which I've demoed to me. It's so fun. It's, got that, it's like Hotline Miami in the fact that you want to have another go. When you die as well, you never feel like you've been shortchanged. It's like, I overreached myself, or I should have used my bomb, or I should have used my boost, or I should have used my overdrive. Um, But I got greedy. I wanted the extra life. I wanted to get that little bit further without. So you kind of hold on. You think you've got the style, and then the ship will just sort of come in around you and and have you. But, yeah, great game, fun to play. Um, Really enjoyed it. Built well for a portable, isn't it, for a handheld console? The the um, Resogun oh, yes. is, is a great title to have on a machine like that, I think. Yeah, it's on PS4 and it's on PlayStation 5 as well, obviously. But uh, yeah, I just like it on the meter. I don't think I'll. I don't know Does it look it. okay, like expand, um, enlarge? I think it's a bit of a different game. Right, okay. That's it, kind of scrub to work on Vita. Oh, I see, right. Because when it first launched, people weren't sure, and they said they were going to bring it to the Vita. Yeah. It was. Well, allegedly, I think the PS4 has been worked as that. It's socks worked off since then. But when it first came out, everyone was using, I think, Resogun as a way of saying, look at all the sort of voxel animations, look at all the particle effects. You know, no other console right now could be do it. Or, or we had to wait to get to this gen to pull this off. And we're going to give you a Vita version. A lot of people went, what? So I, I think it looks fine. If you had them side by side, it wouldn't be so great. But yeah. it's had some tweaks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think. Oh, well, I decided to play a little bit more um, Darkest Dungeon as well, which I don't know if I've ever told you about. It's this weird sort of... The roguelite? No, it's like a turn-based fighting game, but no, not a fighting game. Turn-based role-playing game where you kind of recruit people. It's very darkly done and it's narrated in a dark way, a bit like Bastion would do, if you remember that. Yeah. And you sort of gather up these characters and you go on these quests and you fight enemies in turn-based style. But if you have a member die, then the other people's mental well-being gets affected. Like some of them, Mm -hmm. if you lose, there's four members in the team, if you lose three members and it goes down to the last one and they're very nearly dead, you might have them suddenly get this it doesn't always have to be negative. Sometimes they get inspired by the fact that it's them versus the world. Like you get some <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. grail knights and they've got all the right gear on and they, they love to go in and read 
chapter and verse to people and, and give it all that. Whereas you've got other ones like the Plague Doctor who are more support characters who get nervous. Yeah. I'd recommend it if you haven't. I don't know if it's on Switch, but it'd be good on there. I think it's on PS4. I play it on the Vita, but uh, yeah, if I've waxed lyrical enough about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I recommend it. Always recommend checking that out. One would imagine that's a pretty thorough for a game podcast about games. That was an awfully in depth talk about games. We won't do it that was, again. Yeah. Don't worry, we won't do that again. You come here for I don't know what you call not games. Anyway, it's the news. We've scoured the very darkest rooms of the internet to bring you the latest stories. First up, I'll pay Tom £30 and uh, he needs to read out a birthday. Happy birthday, Toxis. Toxis, happy birthday. You're looking wonderful. No, I can see you. Don't worry. That vase has got a camera in it. Nah-ah-ah. Don't look at Bobalova. He helped me do it. <laughs> it's a bit awkward, but at least I can see your face as I wish you happy birthday. Lying there in bed with your ear thingies on. He's forced you to listen to the show. You've listened through damn near 20 minutes at this point. And you're like, why am I listening? Also, I wish me happy birthday. Life doesn't really get any better than this. And you're the first news item, which, you know, not even God gets that. Anyway, I hope you have a wonderful day. Now it's time for the proper news. PlayStation and chill. Netflix appears poised to enter the gaming arena after it announced earlier this week that it hired EXEA executive Mike Verdu as a symbol of success for gamers, isn't it? We're, we're going to get into gaming and we're going to get EA. They've got <laughs> a hell of a lot of good feelings in the business. <laughs> uh, to lead this expansion into the lucrative sector, while this could potentially be considered yet another headache for market leader PlayStation, it's possible. The Japanese giant, I'll put this in for you, rumor boy. The Japanese giant Thank can you. see an opportunity here. And if images data mined from the streaming services happen to be believed, a potential partnership could be afoot. According to data miner Steve Moser, there's a job and a half, isn't there? What did you do today? Right, data mined Netflix. <laughs> what did you find? A picture of a controller? Great work, Steve. There are already video game references within the Netflix app source code, including a logo for a service called Endgame. Sounds like Nokia's Engage. That was also a precursor of success, as well as assets for a couple of unbranded dual-sense controllers and Ghost of Tsushima's artwork. These could be errant leftovers from testing, but they've certainly fueled speculation, is what Steve had to say on Twitter. He says, ah, Twitter's white image background bites me again. Here's the Endgame logo. Uh, If you want to follow Steve on Twitter, it's at Steve Moser. Um, he said, Sony, after all, is already a bed with Netflix, having signed a multi-year US licensing agreement, which will see Sony Pictures Entertainment movies like Uncharted come first to the streaming service following the theatrical and home entertainment release windows. There's unlikely to be much of substance here. Netflix's venture into video games appears to be at a preliminary stage anyway, but it's still fascinating nonetheless. Could Sony perhaps consider Netflix a valuable ally against Game Pass and other disruptive business models it's far too early to make these kind of calls, but it's interesting to see how this develops, especially as the media giant formulates its entry strategy into an extremely competitive market. PlayStation and chill. What's your thoughts on that? Well, we've seen the big boys try and enter the gaming world, haven't we, before? We've got Apple with its Apple Arcade. Uh, we've got um, Google Stadia. Neither are making that bigger waves, are they really, in comparison to I, the, I the main three? 
well, no. I, I, we've been hard on Stadia. Yeah. But um, I think it's probably, they had a good go. They sacked it off when they probably shouldn't have done. And they probably should have doubled down on it. You, for, you forget that when Microsoft first entered and they had the original Xbox. Didn't do that well out the gate. And they stuck with it and they I, kept going. I, I was watching a documentary about this last night and it was actually quite interesting to see. Yeah. 360 did a lot of things right. Obviously, original Xbox was good. You and I have one. We enjoyed yeah. it, but it felt like the underdog. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In the fight against PlayStation 2, which obviously had already had a, a, well, that was a, already a good lead. And, and yeah. And Xbox launched, which was incredibly brave, but it allowed them to dip their toe in the water. Yeah. Um, I think if, if you look at how long we've persevered and obviously the 360 was a very big success and now they're in a good position. Well, that was something that I was going to say when the red ring started happening. Um, yeah. Was it Peter Moore, the guy with the tattoo on his Yeah. Head? Yeah. Yeah. Peter Moore had to go to Steve Farmer, I think. Because uh, when the red rings first started happening, they kind of brushed it off. Mm. And then someone made Peter Moore explicitly aware of how bad it was. Yeah. And he did some maths. He had to knock on his boss's door, Steve, who he did say, and quite rightly, he looks quite a scary guy. But in this moment, he was completely chill. He went in and said, we've got a problem. He said, how much is going to cost us? He said, 1.15 billion. Wow. He said, oh, my goodness. What's that going to do? That's going to bring the consoles back. It's going to get them fixed. It's going to send them back out there, but it's going to do it in a classic way. If we don't do it in this way, the brand is dead. They said, whatever it takes, please. Go do it. Wow. So it's that kind of forward thinking that maybe Google didn't have. They didn't, they went off and they got the exclusivity of um, Cyberpunk, which technically could have been the best place to play it. You know, yeah. it would have looked as good as your internet could give you. Yeah. And they had some games on the system, but not loads and none that you probably hadn't played already. It's that Wii U scenario. Yeah, exactly. It? It's um, it's just a lot of stuff you've already played and it they forget as well, like, there's a massive population in the country, but a lot of us still don't have, like, a really solid internet connection. True. Um, if, I think streaming's still a little way off um, reaching its mass potential because the connections just aren't there. Um, where I live, was, we're on copper wire um, rather than fibre optic, and it's not bad. It's all right, but if I tried to stream it, fibre in the street in Farmerton, friend. Th- there is, yes, but it's apparently the box is full, um, according to British Telecom. Who uh, works at British Telecom? Tell me his name begins with a B. And his last name's got one with a T, isn't it? Brian Thomas from Down Sixty Eight, Acacia Avenue. He's a BT guy. Is he? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Brian Thomas. <laughs> BT Brian. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I think uh, the streaming thing is a bit of a way off. But going back to the original subject, uh, I think I think this is actually true. I think we'll see PlayStation games on... They If they're going to come in, they're not going to do it half-hearted, so they need a, a bigger oh, boy no. to hold a hand I mean, on the first day of all, school. Out of all the games that people probably haven't had a chance to play, Ghost of Tsushima is still kind of out the reach as it's not been a PSN game. Yeah. Way as yeah. part of that. Yeah. It, it might be something as simple as they just offer a few exclusives um, or say exclusives that are well, exclusive on PlayStation um, already 
but then allow them. I just don't know how Ghost of Tsushima through Netflix, which is through a lot of people's TVs and plugging boxes from it's not, years ago. It's not so much a casual game, is it? Really? Well, it's, I'm, it's more, not I'm really... more concerned about the delivery format. How? Because some people have got these tiny little sticks. People have got comes TVs with a bundle. Uh, watch Seven Samurai, get Ghost of Tsushima. Perfect. That's the sort of I, I stuff can, I'd I can see up. that being Ghost of Lego Bricks. Because <laughs> it's a mosaic. Stand further back and then squint. Oh, wow, look at those graphics. Now Amazing. open your eyes and sit in the room. Why is that? Don't worry. <laughs> a piece of modern art. It is a piece of modern art. Till you back up enough. Yeah. What else we got? Those big open skies. Those full-up hard drives. Microsoft Flight Simulator will be finally with us on Xbox Series X and S. Games Pass just over a week. Uh, Tuesday, July 27th, but you're going to need to find some space as it'll take up around 100 gigabytes on your console. A preliminary file size will begin to show up if you hit Manage with Game Pass or Flights in Page and Xbox Store, which indicates that at the very least you're looking at a slide of 97.2, which was shared by the at Idle Sloth 84 on Twitter. If you want to go follow that, uh, an idle sloth. They're already idle, but imagine an actual <laughs> idle. You're in the idle, you're in the sloth family. Hey, look at him. He's idle. Yeah. Can you believe that's an insult? Yeah, it is. Uh, the Microsoft Store's approximate size suggests and mentions that the game could go all the way up to 150 gigabytes on the Xbox Series X. So we'll have to wait and see if that's the case. At the time of writing, you sadly still can't pre download the game. As hitting the pre install button simply downloads a 200 megabyte placeholder file instead. No surprise that Microsoft Flight Simulator is packing a massive file size on Xbox Series X and Series S, and it's very similar on PC. Although it recently reduced its PC size from 170 gig to 83. So you better start deleting some of those games. Hmm. Question. I would love to play that, but mainly the Top Gun add-on they're bringing to it, which looks... That's just going to be brilliant, isn't it? Me and Bobby described you a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about Microsoft Flight Simulator, and I was like, yeah, I'll probably have a, like five seconds on it, and then it'll you know, move on. And then someone said about Top Gun. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. I'll just describe to you. Mate, flight stick, even if you get a VR headset working what? on it, and just like, yeah. Where are you getting a flight stick from? I don't know. You better gonna run it working control. <laughs> going to run it on my Steam Deck. Of course. Down, download Windows, download Games Pass, get Flight Simulator. Will Steam Deck run that? It's going to run Windows, apparently. You should have put that in. Wait, it'll run anything a PC runs. So they get Windows, then you can get Games Pass, and Wait. away you go. Gaming on the go, just levelled up. Solitaire and Minesweeper, baby. I'm not messing with <laughs> that. They're killer apps as far as <laughs> I'm concerned. What do, you, what do you think to that? If we're Are we at the end of the news? Have we got a moment just to quickly talk about it Steam Deck oh the Steam Deck yeah, the Steam Train your incarceration <laughs> and what for we never no no wow yeah still I, wrote, I, I wrote a letter of confession to you and Bobby but it never got read out probably still somewhere it's it's in the show's email <laughs> well there you go never opened never opened um, Steam Deck yeah I, I was completely unaware of it. I don't really know much about PC gaming. Um, and then I opened up YouTube as doing the daily thing, and checking the sites, I, checking I, the news, let, and I saw it. Let's boil this down to where <coughs> I think I'm a freak. I play handheld gaming, right? I know. Mm. But for the most part, I just don't know who's going to buy a Steam Deck and use it. You suggest to me you are, and I say no. 
if they're bringing out a dock for it and also you can use um any other third-party dock on the market which is like um has the right usb connection um which is pretty cool um it it's a cheap alternative to a gaming pc in that regard so you get your dock and you get the get the steam deck i understand what you're saying but it's only as powerful as a ps4 yeah, um, I'd be interested to see whether the dock is just a dock and it just puts it onto the screen or whether it's going to just amplify the resolution a little bit or anything like that in terms of technical spec. There's stuff I'd want to play on a PC, but then a mate of mine at work said, suggested, why don't you just get a gaming laptop? Dude, I'm going to be... I've known you quite a long time. Yeah. I don't think you're not a C backslash colon kind of guy. The minute you have to go in the settings, it's not going to be. No, I know that's what that's what massively puts me off. I'd have to take it to someone go make that game work on that because the only one I want to play on it is Battle for Middle Earth Reforged. If that ever comes out, it's like a fan reboot. Got a lot of people involved on it. Would that even work on Steam Deck if it's not real? Well, yeah, it's it's um, it would just be like a, I suppose, no different to having modded games on there. But, or, oh, is the Steam Deck going to be like, oh, hey, yeah, just put a USB stick in? Oh, it's got a game on, fine, yeah, I'll play it. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't, I don't know a lot of the technicalities. No, it's from the Steam Store, friends, so I'm not running it. It's not safe. I think you'd have to run it on a, what they call like, the different launcher. So that's what, where are you? Getting all the words. There's a man that I literally has know nothing no about. idea what he's saying, but he's heard the bigger boys say it, so it sounds yeah. pretty good. Oh, I need to get a launcher on that. What for? Well, he's clicking things off of it. <laughs> Not- In my head, it's a tiny catapult that sits on the uh, analog stick. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> question, though. The most important question of the news, did we miss anything? Do you have an opinion or take on the news we missed? If so, Tom. These tattoos have paid off. The cardigan you're wearing's paid off. How are the collective masses get in contact with you? You can reach us at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com, which is emailing. It'd be nice to get an email. You can also visit our Instagram account and direct messages on there or leave a comment on whatever topic uh, George and Bobby are going to be discussing that week. George and Bobby. And get me the more than once every six months. So, yeah. And there's also a Discord chat that they can join in. I've just decided so you're, you're now like the human equivalent of a solar eclipse. Thank you very much. <laughs> Take that as a compliment. Take everything as a compliment. Saves awkward moments later. You mean most people have to view me through a welding mask? <laughs> I think... <laughs> Do you remember that? Back up on Farmerton. Come and look at the eclipse through the welding, welding goggles. Oh, cheers. Or, or when someone would be welding, it's like, don't look at that. Your eyes, it, your eyes instantly go, what's that? Oh, I've got ah. <laughs> my blade now. I've got this white thing. I told you not to look at it. Well, I've looked at it again. Yeah, I'm that guy. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm just going to do some welding. Just look the other way. <laughs> what? <laughs> Let me look at it as much as I've got my eye pressed on the actual <laughs> dispenser as well. Like, oh, no, I've got to anything. Archai. I met someone who had Archai yeah, I thought, oh, it's terrible. Uh, okay, don't forget the Discord. While you've been away serving time, you're now out free and easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you ought to get you signed up again. Be available over should offer you 
I don't do social media. I just can't. I've been on Reddit. I, I go on Reddit. You don't I don't even... I, do, I just search video game news and leaks. And then it brings up this forum thing. I, I check the check the news. I see one thing we don't do. Leaks, no rumors. No. Oh, that went out of the wayside, didn't it? Everyone loves a good leak or rumor, especially when they turn out to be absolute BS. <laughs> My favorite week is like lead up to E3, just reading some of the ridiculous rumors. Well, <laughs> before the, the Switch Pro 2 is going to be delivered by a Peregrine Falcon to Miyamoto's hand. Those rumours got out of control <laughs> and they weren't anything like what actually turned up. And and to be honest, we haven't talked about OLED Switch. To be fair... Brammel. Why would they need to change? Do anyone... Is anyone that's playing the Switch go, oh, I wish the graphics were better? It's not even making the graphics any better. It's better screen quality for those who that's play... That's what in... you an OLED for. Best screen you can get. So what are you saying? Like, you don't know why they've... A lot of people on the build-up to the OLED switch being announced have convinced themselves it was a switch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like it was going to be 4K out. Yeah, it was going to be... 60 FPS. It was going to have a load of extra horsepower underneath. Yeah. Why would Nintendo do that? People are currently buying the Switch quicker than they can get it in. Yeah. The Switch is outside of the PS4 and the PS5. Why would they need to do anything with it? Like, they can give it a mid-gen uplift. They... they, They... like a lot of companies, they're always better backed into a corner. The Wii U failed. They came out with a Switch and it was a brilliant True. idea, brilliant games in its first year. They're now back to arrogant Nintendo, which charges 50, 55 pounds for Skyward Sword port. And they're just general, like, I don't know what's going on with, with that. I just find there's nothing I want to play on there. I don't know. Past few years from have been poor. Bar Animal Crossing, which was a genuine new game, very well made. Obviously, a big hit. I don't really see what else they've they've done. I'll always be a fan of Nintendo, but they're just, they're just behaviours. Wii U games that have ultimately made it to the machine. Was that game you had that I quite like? Astral Chain. Yeah, that was nice. It's a great second party yeah. game, but yeah was good there is some good things on there but not enough for me to want it it'll, it'll have a nice solid library when it reaches the end of its um lifespan and i think it just feels like the last few years it's been oh it's coming soon it's coming like, like bayonet 3 metro prime 4 uh breath of the wild sequel oh yeah they're coming they're coming they're coming what do you think of just, the, the new retroid uh metroid that we've it's quite nice. It's a bit of a stopping gap because obviously they have to reboot development on uh, Metro Prime 4. It I think Rare, uh, not Rare, um, Retro Studios are now at the helm of that. It um, felt to me when I saw it, it felt a bit like whatever they've been doing before, let's say it was Breath of the Wild Metroid, as an example. Yeah. That wasn't working out. So then they dumped it on these other people and went, you better bring us a game. And be honest they've had to fall back they've gone back to the game's roots but that mm. means it's a very basic fundamental game there were some nice bits where it kind of went 2.5d and then yeah. 3d into a cutscene and back it's similar to shadow complex isn't it which is a really nice game but you yeah, forget that was a years ago. yeah and that it was a small indie game as well yeah. so 
you're kind of like, oh, it's not really the big blockbuster you want for, for Christmas, is it? Block, no, and I think that probably, I mean, they'll put Dog Poo Simulator and put the Nintendo similar quality on and people are buying it because they want yeah. a Switch collection or whatever dribble they're on with. The, which is fine, but I don't know. Breath of the Wild 2 still looked very, very far away. I was impressed with what I saw. It looked quite cool that like you're going into the sky. I thought you'd be going underground. Maybe, I think maybe that's you're going to do Metroid both. Deserves though. I just don't see this. Oh, that'll come with Metro Prime Four. Um, I don't see anyone but... like a young kid going. Oh, I wonder what the history of Metroid is now. I mean, I do believe Super Metroid's on the Virtual Console. Yes, it is. Yeah. Kids aren't breaking the limbs to be playing it. No, I think they're they're very scared sometimes to go to the back catalogue because you have this new generation of fans who are obviously into um, Animal Crossing, Pokemon, like the newer Pokemon, Pokemon Go. Um, It's very difficult from, you've got all these older fans like myself who have grown up playing some Nintendo and PlayStation, Mega Drive, everything, um, who, oh, why don't they do a new uh, Star Fox or a new Kid Icarus or new ice climbers and like well these these new fans who buy the machines and who get their parents to spend money on the games won't know what it is and probably won't buy it that's the thing yeah what it'd be nice if they went to the well and instead of coming back up with mario every single time came up with a, one of their slightly more obscure characters because at this point it doesn't matter anymore yeah uh, you know you could wheel out another Mario game if you wheeled out another a game using one of your existing characters. I'm not talking Donkey Kong, I'm talking some of the real old sort of stuff out there. Yeah. It's good that they're trotting Metroid out because mm. I think that's a great brand that hasn't had anywhere near the amount of games I mean, it deserves. Splatoon was a new IP on the Wii U and it's done really well. It's actually done great. They've, they've now got a third sequel in on the cards for next year. They They can make new IPs work and they're, they're very good at game design, character design, everything like that. Uh, but I think for the older fans, it's diff- it's a difficult time because we probably want some more adult games, but we've got to remember Nintendo's very child-friendly company. It's a bit like the Star Wars argument, isn't it? If you get Star Wars, Star Wars. so good. I've watched thousands. Yes. Yes. Are there any games so good I've played them twice? Oh, so slick. Yeah. As in all the way through, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. There or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. If you've not done all the side quests fair enough the second time, or maybe you didn't do them the first time, but you've maybe got, you've seen the credits, or you've got enough of the way through it where you finished it the first time where you maybe didn't feel that was necessary. I think the main one for me would be Ocarina of Time. Played that once, and it was one of the best games I've ever played. Still is. I played it again on the 3DS because there was enough difference there and a, enough time mm. passed to make it feel fresh. Um, nice to see, like some nice little not, details. Not in my opinion. No, we got that like together that. at launch on 3DS. Oh. That was at the time where you talked me into trading every console I had for 3DS. For 3DS. Yeah. And Ocarina of Time. Game I'd finished in a decade. <laughs> and I, I finished Majora's Mask remake on there as well. Oh, they brought that out as well. Yeah. I've got a 2DS in the upstairs, I should be. Then again, why? <laughs> what am I doing? 
No. I find the... I don't need any more games. The, the real big open world, like Red Dead, Grand Theft Auto, um, Death Stranding, Ghost of Tsushima. I'm going to revisit some of those because they've got future DLC coming out, but I don't think I would play them through again. Not all the way. This is, what I've been, this is what I've been thinking about. There are an experience that you play and you like. There's not loads of games I've played through more than that. But there is a few. Uncharted series. Mm-hmm. Um, Last of Us. Um, going back to the my original days on the Atari ST. We've been, me and my dad, we, we went through F1 Grand Prix yeah. more than once. Um. I was trying to think in the 16-bit actual home console era, what have I played through more than once? Stay with us. We'll be right back. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. Not that many. Streets of Rage 2, me and you must have played through it quite a few times. Possibly. Uh, I just don't think... I was probably at the right age to play them at that time. Since, I think I've gone back and replayed them, but it's a bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving on, uh, moving forward a couple of generations, I've played Halo 1, 2 and 3 through multiple times and um, Gears of War. Yeah, they, they're good examples because they have varying difficulty levels. Um, I played them through with two or three different people um, in the co-ops, which were really enjoyable, uh, especially if, if you can help them out, find like the hidden in, in Halo, there's the schools you can find and oh, get yeah, the yeah, achievements cool. and, and things like that. Uh, yeah, both, they were really good co-op games. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the sort of newer generation we're playing now, there's not many that have, have gone back and have played it all the way through. Again, G- GTA the 4 is the most recent thing I've played all the way through again. Oh, I've, yeah. I've revisited uh, Justice Club. Four. Yeah. It's got a good vibe, hasn't it? It's like, just, for me, the way classier product. I think the story is more interesting. Like, I think those three characters... I think the three characters allow I think them they just... to carve up the play styles. Yeah. And allow you not to... Because a lot of the criticism that 4 got, if you go and watch any... Retrospective of four, especially people talk about how it feels off to them because, oh, well, Nico, one minute's complained about all the killing in his home city, and then the next minute it's turned around, they slaughtered 400 people without even batting an eyelid. There's always going to be that sort of mixed narrative in a GTA well, game. Not yeah. the way I play it, but no, you know, the way most I mean, GTA 5, you've got a lot of different culture and, and, um, style in in the three different characters like franklin is a baller in like rap black culture michael is like the white middle class dad who's had a bit of a dodgy background 
um, ex-con, and then there's Trevor, who's just like the chaos. Uh, it's nice to have those different choices and, and you can probably get attached to one of those characters depending on what sort of thing you like. What your play style is, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Well, um, Franklin um, has got the car driving skill as well, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that, that's quite interesting, giving them all a different sort of stronger ability that they're really good at, mm. which I, I can really see what... Time, didn't he? Memory search. Uh, for cars. Yes. Something yeah, because it. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think one of the other counts did actually have like a a weapon bullet time. But yeah, they they um, I really respect what they tried to do there, and I think maybe it was just the story wasn't quite was a bit too weak. Some people probably really love it. I, it's just I felt four was a better story from start middle and end it's just agreed and i love the opening of four which is why i've probably started that several times again over <laughs> the years good. Uh, because of the way the lights work and the physics yeah are, it was the, i, I think it's probably the supporting characters are maybe better yeah well we've been to launch and got that and yeah i think we came back to i don't know if you came back to mine or whether i came back and then we rang each other at yeah in the morning yeah <laughs> uh, but I think you'd come round and we, I started the game and you kind of take him back to a sleazy bed sitting at the start. Yeah. So what about the river? <laughs> <laughs> this is this cousin. <laughs> you lied to me. Yeah, um, it's good. Yeah, just, I don't know why, but Nico, I always felt some towards the end game when you start to accumulate more money and you're involved in bigger things and you're living in the Playboy house and all that. I don't know, something dulls off me at that point. I quite like the fact he's an underdog. Quite a lot of the way through it, living in dirty, squalid bedsits. Like right, Dow Boy when he becomes a millionaire, mate. Exactly. He's never good it's at the that the chase. Point. It's the chase. I liked the chase. I liked, I felt like it suited the character living in the more yeah. squalid parts of uh, Liberty. It's nice to have that ending, but after that point, you don't want to carry on. As a, as a player, I had, I had more money every time I finished a mission. I had enough money to go back to the ammunition and buy everything, best, all the grenades, all, yeah. the, all the rounds for the RPG, everything. I think Vice City did well with the the buying of the buildings and running the businesses. I think they could do a lot more with that and just have a proper end game. So you finish the main story, and if you choose to, you can just run almost like a because GTA has always been borderline like life sim at times. Well, that's so, it's best, yeah, um, and we've said this with with Red Dead before, where you go and and do the jobs around the ranch. Like, it'd be nice to have that option. I mean, yeah, it's going to be limited because the game's massive already. And it's... thing is, all that in we're way off topic here, but in Red Dead, all they needed is a simple section where you go to the market and you buy a bull and some cows. It's in Minecraft, for goodness' sake. It's not that hard. Yeah, you bring them back, you put them in the corral. Overnight, when you do sleep or whatever it is, you're away from the farm, a calf is born. Mm. So you never see it. You don't have to worry about the graphics. And then you have to feed them and do all the things. And then once you've got enough, you can go in with your horse and separate off half of them and then herd them down to the auction. Mate, yeah. Because the herding function was in Red Dead 2, as it was yeah, in Red Dead 1. You use it two times in a separate mm. mission each, and that's it. When you were being taught how to herd cattle uh, in Red Dead 1, I thought, oh, this will be teaching us classic video game thing. You get all the tutorials yeah. in the first section. Don't you? I thought, oh, this will be teaching us how we cattle rustle. And then you couldn't... And then we never used mm. the function again, which I found a bit odd. Uh, 
is what it is. This is certainly not games. This is certainly not listed off games so good we played them twice. I have another one. Shenmue. Sonic Adventure on the Dreamcast as well. I finished one. I think I only played Shenmue through once. Um, again, it just, just really good experiences. Um, it's hard to go back and, and capture the, that the, the first, first time. One, you... The first one to play back through feels nicer because of that. It was only a week ago that I think we had a week, well, two weeks ago, or maybe even on the show's Discord, where while I was talking to someone about how, I think it was on here, how Shemu 2 made you feel. Shemu mm. 1's like a little warm comfort blanket that you can go to and put on and play through, and it's totally cool. Shenmue 2, which I finished on Dreamcast, then got on Xbox and went to play through again. But that feeling of not being comfortable because you're in Hong Kong made me not... When I first played it on the Dreamcast, I was desperate just to see what happened to it. Yeah. Because we didn't know and we never thought we were going to get the game and then it, it was out one day and, oh my goodness gracious me, I ran home and played it back to back. But um, when it came to the Xbox, after having already done it, you start. I started it, and once I'd wowed by the graphics and a couple of bits and bobs, I was done. Oh no, no, this isn't Dobby Winter. It's not what I need. It's not. And then you didn't have that feeling of that woman. I can't remember her name. Innocent or whatever the cleaner's name. Mm. And you just didn't have that warmth in it. It was sad but true. Just remembered one. Jet Force Gemini. I used to mm. absolutely. I think games like that and, and things like Tony Hawk, um, the Devil May Cry games, anything that's got very addictive gameplay and isn't too long, you, you're way more likely to play through again. In terms of, just before we move on to the first comment, I think YouTube's killed a lot of people's replaythroughs. I don't know if it's just me, but I think, having the option to just go and look at a section of a game, like a cutscene. You imagine when we didn't have YouTube and stuff. If you wanted to, you're like, oh, wish I could see that cutscene again or um, replay that part of the game. You just go online now and just search that part of the game and it's there and you can watch it. I know you can't play it. It's not quite the same, but you're getting that nostalgic hit. Um, Which is probably enough to scratch 99.9%. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm very guilty of that. I, I, I looked at... Um, some and the music scenes in Death Stranding where you where you start walking and then oh. the music kicks in and they're, they're fantastic. They're really they're well chills done. beyond chills. Aren't yeah, they? Um, but yeah. Moving on. Okay. First well, time. as always, we asked you guys your thoughts on the topic, and we've interwoven those into the feature. This is the feature of classic style. This is going to be one of things where we talk about what you've said and we, uh, mm. we weigh it up. First out the post bag, it's Super Retro Gaming World. Thank you for messaging in. Um, they seem to have replayed mostly PS1 games, they say. Resident Evil, MGS, Final Fantasy VII, usually to get the different ending stroke self suits, stroke kill emeralds, etc. Laughing till I cry emoji. Do you revisit any PS1 games, Tom? Um, Probably on the PS2. I'm maybe run through um, on I, the backwards I compatibility. Them, I look at that and I know out of those three, I've played Metal Gear Solid once again, but that was kind of GameCube remake, so it is the same game, but it's not. Did you play Resident Evil on the PS1? Or was your first time with that on the GameCube? 
the original. Yes, it was on the GameCube. So I've never Spoil. played it before. Mm. Now I know I played it through when it launched and absolutely loved it. And then maybe four or five years later, I think I got a PS1 again and got that and was just sort of playing it through. But yeah. I don't remember whether I finished it or not the second time. Probably not, memory. Get distracted very easily. Uh Ah, now I don't know if he's been on while you've been on, but we've got Banner Pinks to Retro Gaming. Uh, first of all, uh, <laughs> I hope you both had a good time off. Uh, we think, I think I speak on behalf of the whole uh, unofficial controller podcast community. I've missed your both. The game that is so nice that I've played it twice. Haha, <laughs> you like what I've done there? Oh, yes. It has to be Jungle Desert Soviet Strike Series. I have lost count the amount of times I've played and completed them. They just remind me sir, of a time when I used to video game with my fratello and padre and we'd all try and complete it together so whenever I want to reminisce I find my copies and play them and sucked in all over again. I was a little nervous where the sucked in comment was going to go but it was safe. Here's an Italian. Everybody stand for the national anthem. He's forgotten his own line. Everybody sit down, sir. Trophy emoji. Everyone is a winner, sir. Winking with my tongue out emojis, sir. Uh, green and red heart, sir. Yes. So, I'm still sore about the football. Oh, God. What do you think about Jungle Desert and Soviet Strive? You played Soviet Strive. It's was one game. I don't know where I did. It's on Saturn as well, actually. I probably, I've played Desert and Jungle, but not Soviet. They were, He's missed off Urban. He's missed, missed off Urban. Strike. That's the Mega Drive trilogy. Soviet Strike and Nuclear they, Strike. They, they were, I played Desert Strike a lot with my mate because um, his dad was in the RAF. He flew tornadoes and he was big into the Gulf War. <laughs> if you can call that being big into the Gulf War. He was he was a pressed serviceman. He was big into it. Every minute of it. Did he get a choice? No, not really. No, I think it's more like he was just, I suppose, proud of his dad. Like, oh, the kid was in. big into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dad, oh, wa- the dad wasn't there, like, coming back after <laughs> flying over in his tornado and then giving it a go on Desert Strike as well. Couldn't get enough of it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's like the home meal you can eat fish episode. Yeah. Uh, but no, <laughs> it, it, was a, it was a cool game, like. It, what, to be honest, it still stands up. I think Jungle Strike, Desert Strike was the original. I think that's the one that most people. It is about the Gulf War, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, so, yeah, loosely, loosely based, based, based around yeah. the idea that there's sort of similar states out there. Yes. Things. Yeah. But, uh, Desert Strike, I thought was brilliant, but it was also a game of a time where the first level, probably all a lot of kids saw. Oh, yeah. And yeah. You could turn the console solid. off, turn it back on again. You were back onto level one. There was enough fun stuff to do keep a kid happy well, without it, ever troubling yeah. the game it, it felt like <laughs> it was the the first level was just massive it was like it did feel like that was all yeah. of the game yeah just, I, was, I was amazed um i couldn't even tell you whether it progresses where there's any night cycle or well, I don't remember whether the the actual progresses. picture uh, sorry not the picture but like the setting changes a little bit or yeah it does Oh, I might have to YouTube that later as well. Oh no! Okay. Well, at least it's, it, it's not on it. the it's not on the Mini Mega Drive, is it? Sadly, probably not. No, I don't think, think it is. On the Mini SNES, no. even though it was on there. Oh, was it? Yeah, eventually. 
Yeah, see, a lot of the, with the many, sure many consoles... I owned a copy of it, honestly. This yeah. is where Bad the Beast is like, I'm sorry, Jordan. They did, they had to. Who we got next? Johan underscore Trash Tape. You know, the immortal legend that is the ever-living part of the three-way dance. Must say congratulations to Greg as well, because he's had some nice information about a new job within the games industry and I think you're certainly saying that so uh, yeah everybody I think we might be lucky to get Serviette with his name on it oh okay yeah yeah. don't forget we are the lowest form of dastardly Darren does a fine business card if he's interested okay we'll get him some business cards maybe that's our sort of job warming tree some individual god business cards on a thick one boss with the raised gold anyway we all know who Yohan is by now, and he says the Uncharted series uh, for me, a man of very high um, quality taste. It's my pure comfort game series. Every so often when I feel low, I play through the series from beginning to end. While I know the story inside and out to the point that I can recite full lines, it's like going back and watching a good action movie where you still get excited by the set pieces and drama. It's an experience that is always fun, engaging, and cheers me up always. Must have played the whole series around 10 times now. Ha <laughs> ha. Agreed. I just find that game incredibly fun to play. Um, once you've been through one one of the lower difficult, like medium or hard or whatever, then you can always go through and start knocking off um, other things. I mean, Uncharted's a series that I just find incredibly easy to play. I've even played the Vita one through two or three times. I think it's just great. I don't know what it is about it. It's not... 10 out of 10 in every respect, in every single way, but it's probably the sum of its parts is what... You never played it. You no, I played them through. Test, but then I said you should yeah, play these. When, I, when I got the PlayStation. One's a bit tough, although one's probably the one I've played the most. One feels very old now. Two was just starting to like... Well, I was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty impressive, and I can see why people really like that, when it, especially when it first came out. It had been pretty mind-blown with the set pieces. Um, three was good. And then four blew me away because I was like, "Wow, that the leap was very, very big." Have you played I Lost Legacy? Uh, no, I keep waiting because it you keeps getting rumoured for um, a PS Plus game, which I think it will be. Yeah, yeah you'd have thought it would have done by now, wouldn't you? Really, but I, it might even come to the um, you know, that list on the PS Five they've got where you can. Surprising, it's not on there. I'm surprised they've not. I think after a they year, they, I think after it. a year they might update that with probably five more games. I'm just guessing, rumours. Okay. Um, but you enjoyed it? Yeah, I did, yeah. Really good. Have you got the collection still? It will be... I, I downloaded them because they were on the store for sale. Oh. Because I remember messaging you saying, oh, shall I get these? And you're like, yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Every time I sit down, I think we can do the trilogy. It's a shame because I ain't got Uncharted 4 on... Because I've got... The only actual physical games I own anymore are, are PS4. Which I've got a quite a nice collection of. You have for you, you've uh, actually for, got for some me. Games. Uh, but sadly, I haven't got Uncharted 4 in there. Would have been good. But maybe in the years to come, I'll go car booting and get, get a big expand the collection. PS4 is really just starting to creep into car boots now. Yeah. It's, um, it's the games like uh, I was talking to you about, like Hades, I think it's getting a physical release. It's those ones you really want to keep an eye out for, I reckon, for buying for the future. This is the Elliot section of the show. He's one of the people on the Discord that collects sealed games. 
where he's going to get his top tips. Yes. Uh, up next, the embodiment of the Irish beef industry, C plus skinny, says been waiting long to hear from again. He says he now he says I always trip on his words, but I'll read out verbatim. Been waiting long to hear from again, have you? I think that's that's you this time, C plus skinny. But I'll take the blame for it. In fact, that that really gets me thinking. What took you so long? <laughs> Either way, now that I think about it, he says, I actually believe I play games over twice more than I realise. See, we ask these questions to motivate Seaplitzkin's grey matter. I think it's partly because I might get my money's worth if I go through a game a second time. Must have beaten it. Just recently, or with something like an arcade games with like Power Rangers Battle for the Grid or just the original Injustice by learning different combos with my preferred cast. Oh, that's an underrated game. That, that I wouldn't that I wouldn't have known or tested previously. But in terms of one game that could embody replayability greatly in more ways than one, it'd have to be Marvel Spider-Man. There's a game that I've played through more than once. Yes. I platinumed a minute and then I played it at my girlfriend's and I've Started yeah. playing it again here. Oh, the um, PS5 version. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just happy playing through. I don't want to, you know, because you can incorporate, you can import your save from your PS4 version, download it, yeah. and instant platinum. But it's too fun for that. Uh, it's, it's a nice one, and I see you another one that I've. Sorry, Simplicity. Astro Bot. Even though I've done that, I keep going back to it and going through the levels just because. I think so it, it, it also has that launch day nostalgia as well, like. I I, th- I think uh, I yes. got Demon Souls, uh, Spider Man, Miles Morales came through the post because um, it's a bit late getting there. I got Demon Souls and Astrobot came with the console, and I just love playing those. Like I, I'll boot them up now. I've still got them both on the um, hard drive, like ready to play. And yeah, they they Astrobot's really good. Have you I'd love to see. Yeah, I have the only game I've ever platinum. That's how good it is. I say that to yeah. people. I think everyone's platinumed it. It must be the yeah. most platinum game. But to be honest with you, even the the the, the two friends I've got to play online with, they they played that because they didn't have much else to play at launch. They didn't get any of physical games, and they got the digital console. Um, so they downloaded a few of the, the free PS Plus games and, and that, and they were like, "This is really good." I was like, "Yeah." Are they? Did they? Have they had a good experience? With the console. I presume they're new to the machine, are they? Did they have Xboxes or... Um, one came from PC, uh, and the other had probably a 360. Oh, right. Uh, okay. Or an original Xbox, maybe. Uh, not original Xbox, the Xbox One. Uh, but yeah, love it. Uh, one has had a broken trigger on the controller, um, but I think that's a relatively easy fix. And he's also got one of the new black ones, so he's not too fussed. But yeah, well, I really like it. Yeah, unofficial controller mm. now, isn't it? You can give the white one to his yeah. sibling. I think they they enjoy like the free games they get every month, um, which is still a really big plus for people. I think that's. I think we've got. I think we've all turned into gluttonous content pigs. And to be honest, you are free, right. Forty nine ninety nine, fifty nine ninety nine. Well, it's there's one for PS four, there's one PS five. Mm game three games and an xbox gold to say i've been encouraging um the work experience boy to download the games for gold because he's got his games pass yeah he's, he's happy with that he dips in and out all these games but when the games for gold he's actually the one you need to pay attention to because add to library they're your actual yeah. games yeah, so yeah. what happens with this system mm. these are yours 
So I see that as a real nice way of him building up a library because he's got the Series S, no disc yeah. tray. So you are reliant on what they push down the pipe. Yeah. So, so to have a digital collection is is nice. And we, we're seeing that with, sorry to go back to the Steam Deck, but if you can bring your Steam collection onto that machine, me, can... I wouldn't be bringing anything because I haven't got one. But no, uh, it, it's... Me and you discuss like physical and digital, and we've had a we've had a show about it. It's, it's scary to think like we might not have physical collection or, or a machine that will play physical disc one day. So it is important for people to do to build like a physical library of games. Mm. Your biggest problem now is storage. Like the more you put on the console, the less room you've got, and you're constantly in that battle of like, oh, I really want to play that. Oh, I haven't got it downloaded. As internet speeds get better and everything like that, it's going to be easier just to, I don't know, half an hour, you're up and running. But Yeah, that, that's... It's almost like we regress to loading up the old games on a really old machine. I mean, I, I'm this is almost before my time, but first console I had, I took cassettes. I presume it was a Spectrum or something. I was that young, I don't even remember, but I just remember it was a load, 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 load. It's almost a little bit like that now because I go to my shelf, get this, put it in. It's like, oh, I haven't got that downloaded. Oh, I'll leave it on overnight and then I can play it tomorrow. But then almost the the urge to play that game is probably gone. I'm like, oh, I want to play something different now. Uh, anyway, Such back, life. back to Steve Biskin's comment. Uh, back in 2018, uh, side note to this, but I'm confused. Uh, how I should refer to it as is something like Spider-Man, Spider-Man PS4. They had to know there would be an issue at some point in time or another, right? Well, that's, that's a point there. Either way, I still remember the day when the titles were officially revealed, back when I heard rumours that a similar titles being developed to subsequent productions. And I'll tell you, I can't tell you how excited I was in that moment to learn that my childhood favourite studio was also working on my childhood hero with an original take on the character. But while it can be argued that the title does have anything as distinct at a glance from every other open world styled game i think what ultimately saves it was how it was wrapped together with fantastic traversal system and really well written and acted story that can be used as a living blueprint to creating an enjoyable casting world around them i may have only beaten it twice since it released but honestly i don't think i need to play for any longer than i prefer because of just how great it is somewhat uninspired but still brilliantly executed game with more than anything, I'm just glad that Sunnet Games finally got the credit they rightfully deserve for 30 years of business. Now, though, I'm just waiting for the director's cut of Ghost of Tsushima and Death Stranding so I can revisit those games on the PS5, and I'm more than relieved as well that I can pay a small fee to upgrade them rather than an entirely new game. That would have been infuriating, infuriating, to say the least. Actually, now I think about it, I must have finished Spider-Man twice originally because yeah. it's the new game plus mode mm-hmm. and I must have I can't remember now whether I did Miles twice or not I think it had a new game plus mode I think you did because you did it with Work Experience Boy I know but I don't know if we did it twice uh, whereas the original game required you to play it twice yes to get all the upgrades I, I don't I can't remember if Miles did Miles but I think we probably yeah but very um, underrated company for, for a while and Obviously, nice to see him come good with uh, Ratchet and Spider Man. I'll tell you what, and... I bet some of you are like, oh, got from Sonic. Why? Well, with us, it would have no games. It's true. 
you've had yeah, no, third man, party, third no party Resi Village, which is on old gen as well, isn't it? Yeah. Or, it's oh, on, no, they it's put on... in a shift. They went off and redid all the assets from the original Spider-Man to make that a PS5 game where you work the assets in the weed, work the assets in the city, blah, 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 ray tracing the whole bag of tricks. So that's not a new game, but let's just for a moment pretend that <laughs> it's a remaster. It's a remaster in a very short space of time. They cranked out Miles. Yeah. They cranked out Ratchet and, Cl- Ratchet and Crank. <laughs> <laughs> right? So they've, they've cranked out three games that yeah. have been very successful, very well received. We'll, not, we'll say the remaster's kind of smudged in a bit because it kind of came with Miles. Within the last three years? Or within, you know, how many other companies? And that's why probably Sony are sending them a magnum yeah. of champagne because we need a launch game. Here's Miles. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, that's actually all right. We're going to need something in the you window, can... and everyone else is sat on their hands at PlayStation Studios. Like, oh, oh, no, and then someone that goes, do you know what? Yeah, we'll do a Ratchet and Clank game. What the? You can see why PlayStation got the it out there early that they might be focusing on some shorter games as well, because obviously Miles Morales is quite. I don't think that that it, it makes me sad. Obviously, the price Miles is high was short compared to its predecessor, but I actually preferred the runtime of Miles. Yeah, Spider-Man is... felt like a month in his life, whereas Miles felt like it was a day. Yeah, and for that reason, it felt more. I don't know what it was about. I think it worked for for both the, stories. The uplift of graphics, I bought into Miles's family way more. Like that, you can almost see a twinkle in their eye as they enjoy speaking to each other. Yeah, in that family meal, like that was believable. Mm. Yeah, and, and some of the last later scenes with. Um, his friend and they were strong. Yeah, yeah, they were very well done. Oh, next name you'll recognise. I there's a lot of names in here that you probably won't know, but we'll go with it. It's Finster Gamer. Safe little zone for you. He's been with us from the very beginning. Yeah, the wonderful Finster Gamer. I'm not saying that there's right or wrong way to enjoy something because everybody experiences things differently. But for me, I can't imagine finding something that I love and then just moving on to the next thing, whether it's games, movies, food. When I find something that I really enjoy, I want to continue enjoying it as much as I can. I often try out new games, play them through once, but generally I have a rotation of games that I love to go back and play regularly, such as Red Dead. Collectively, I've played Resident Evil 1 to 3 on the last generation 30 to 40 times, as I know that I'm going to play playing them. Why not spend... If you finish the game, why not spend my time doing something that I'm 100% sure I will enjoy? Now, that's an interesting take. That's completely against how you play and, and ingest and digest media. Mm. And there isn't a right or wrong way for you to enjoy it. No, absolutely. Vince has gone and he's played through his Resi Evil 1 to 3 30 to 40 times. Yeah. What um, stops you, per se, revisiting a game? Hungry. For for the new and shiny, I'm a I'm a sucker for just being sold anything that is you are. like as soon as a new title is on the horizon, I'll have those few months where I'm like I might revisit that. But as I was saying with the YouTube thing, I'm like oh, I can just have a look at that because I love that moment in that game. I'm just on. But. Mm. Online games, obviously, I go back to because the idea of them is they're a multiplayer game and you play them 
over and over and over again. But the single player is is very different for me. I just like to digest it, play it, experience it, and then, yeah, it will stay with me for weeks if it's really good as well. And I'll be thinking, oh, that's amazing. And love that bit where that happens. And mm. I hope they make a sequel or that would, I wish that had happened or, but yeah, I just, I find it very difficult to go through them again. Uh, but that is personal choice and, and fair play. Um, if, if you get a lot of enjoyment out of doing, playing something, then why not? Um, well, well, we've got some short but sweet comments coming up, so we'll just rattle through those. It's C- yeah. C3S Gaming, who I believe is a new listener, so they get their clap. Is it new, new listener? They said Conquer's Bad Third Day so many uh, Conquer's Bad Third Day so many times. In There's a game. Uh, Conquer's Bad Third Day. Don't forget on the Discord now we have a game play along. There's a vote, so you can all pick a game that you've got in the library. You can then have a vote about which one it is you're going to play through. And then the whole of the unofficial controller community, including me, if I've got the game, I play it through as well. We have a wonderful experience. We'll talk on there about what we've seen, what we've found. It's not new stuff. It's old. There's been PS2 games or there's been the Tomb Raider anniversary. One of the titles that was on PSP, which is where I played it. It was on Xbox 360. It was on PS3. It's on PC. That game was everywhere. It was on a hot point fridge, as we say. Uh, and this time it's Conquer's Bad Third Day, chosen because it's available on original Xbox. It'll work on 360 through Back and Pat, and it's on the Rare Replay, and it's on Games Pass. Really, probably no excuse. I thought I had it in the library, though. So there's my. Excuse. Was it an N64 game? The originally N64 game. Then it got live and reloaded the, yeah. the remastered version for mm-hmm. Xbox, and then um, I think it was on the. I think it got some sort of Back and Pat. Boost and also it was on the rare replay. Uh, anyway, cut a long story short, he chose Conquest Bad Third Day, a nice rare classic. Fair play to you, Retro Sega Arian. Now, forgive me, I do believe you've had a clap. Uh, they've said Shemu is certainly a game I've played through a number of times, has his shining force. Uh, Shemu being the slightly easier of the two to play through, I'd say. There, Mike JMSB says, uh you a new listener? Have a clap. New listener. But Retro Segrarian, why not? New listener. Anyway, Mike JMSB says he's beat Mario 64 over 40 times. And Chrono Trigger around 30 to 40. I did reach out to this gentleman and say, that dedication. This. I don't know why I'm giving new listeners. They've probably already had them. The Barbaro Games, the man who's been with us since episode two, whenever it is we first did comments on the show. We could have done it on the first episode, <laughs> that's for sure. I said, I've made it a tradition to complete Persona 4 Golden at least once a year, ever since I first played the game back in 2012. Respect. Absolutely fell in love with the game. Thanks for its amazing story and gameplay. Smiling with teeth gritted emoji. I think I'm going through, I'm on my 10th play through. Currently, it's amazing just how many different ways one can play through that game. It is one amazing game. I set myself a New Year's resolution to play, finish Persona 5. Mm Mm-hmm. Like all New Year's resolutions, it lasted into the second week of January. <laughs> but I tend to revisit it. The gaming gram, uh, deeply entrenched in the community. Here's a man. I've completed GTA 5 three times. Once on PS3, once on PS4, once on PC. The thing is, I've never been blown away by the story. I believe... A fine <laughs> my way. 
I believe GTA 4 is a much better story, but I guess my reason for playing through it three times is due to the fact that I've had it on these platforms as well, complete story on them. In terms of games that I've actually enjoyed, Spider-Man and Crash Bandicoot, both on PS1, be my picks. I put it down to the fact that they're not lengthy games. I'm actually good at them. The gameplay for both is very enjoyable. And gameplay is the trump card, really, for, for multiple players. That's the reason why I go back to Astro Bot. Mm. Just and Spider-Man, as you say, is yeah. a very nice traversal system. The 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 fighting... Gameplay, while can get repetitive, is is good. It's enjoyable. It can get repetitive, but I never find myself thinking, oh, this is repetitive. The thought process in my mind when I'm doing it is like, oh, God, I need to land that all yeah. his combo dodge. I, I agree with some people as well saying it's value for money. If you spent 50, even now up to 70 pounds on a game, you, you want to get some mileage out of it. Uh, so it's nice if it offers a new game plus or the incentive to, to play through it again. Often city streets streets are safe because look, it's Batmore. Love it. That is <laughs> Basically any single player RPG I've ever played, he says. I've played probably more than once. Things like Skyrim or Fallout can have different strong locations depending on which faction you side with. I want to do a Paragon and a Renegade playthrough of Mass Effect, plus any of the Souls games so I can get all the achievements in them, but also beating a boss in those games. Enough times you can do it without getting hit. There's a good feeling after getting repeatedly destroyed when you play through them. <laughs> That's a good point. I can't imagine getting myself in a position where I don't get hit by a boss once. I don't care. Oh, mate, I, I've done... Return Returnal, I played the first boss again and just it was just... It, it, it was so nice. Destroyed. Uh, Sekiro as well here's a man who will always be a new listener Tom's out of practice with the questions <laughs> it's fine it's good, <laughs> to good to see you guys back I've missed your voices and that rare opportunity to hear Bobby say coffee with his American accent sadly uh, well Tom's an actor so maybe you could do a New York accent for us hey I'm walking here I don't know why he's crossing the road in Wales, listeners, but he is. Coffee in a New York accent is one of my favourite sounds. Anyway, back to the topic. I don't really... Where were you? I'm walking here. I don't replay many games, much as it's rare for me to reread a book. But I've said many times that I completely... There's a man who loves Monkey Island. The first two Monkey Island games every year, they carry so many happy memories for me. And yet I still feel a sense of accomplishment in solving some of the puzzles. Day of the Tentacle is becoming a regular replay too. These are all, by modern standards, pretty quick games to finish if you know what you're doing. The biggest game I've replayed is GTA V, which I completed on Xbox 360, Xbox One and PS4. Doing a weren't ending on each. Worst ending on each. I'm not sure I'll pick it up again with its next release. It does allow me to repeat something I said in the Discord day, which I pinched from a meme. The PS2 had three main GTA games. The GTA 5, assume you're the third PlayStation. Mm. Sad. That, that is... I, I, don't, I don't think we're going to get... What were the Who's the Brothers splitting up? I don't think we're going to get from Rockstar anything. I mean, they're normally way ahead of the curve. So producing an online persistent GTA world based in Vice City, which is the fans' favourite, given what they want, and it's about an evolving map and series and packs. 
basically Fortnite business model mm. for a persistent online Grand Theft Auto game. Will they do that? That's I don't apparently know. What they do. Yeah, I have heard that rumor. I don't know. After the success of, I suppose they look at Red Dead and think, well, that's come out. It did amazing sales. Great, well done. But it's ended now. Whereas GTA Five has continued to make money. So it's which they're going to go for? In the top ten. God knows how much people are spending on those. I think it, it. I do feel sad for for everybody as, as gamers that we haven't had another GTA since Five. It is yeah. getting on for. So it came out towards the end of the 360 PS3. Played it on there. I got the upgraded one for the PS4. Oh, was no, sorry, I got it on Xbox, Xbox One. And then I will probably get the expanded and enhanced, depending on what it looks like. <laughs> you laugh, but you will get it. If it looks good. Maybe. Mr. Mystery. He's a loyal supporter of the show. Says it takes quite a lot to get me to replay any game, but there are occasions. Played through all three Bioshocks twice, and recently went back through Primal PS2. Well done, Mister Mystery. What a solid game! As I remember, the story was awesome. I hope it's aged well. <laughs> still a looker. Just Dark Side. Dark Dark. Where am I from? Dark Siders is my poison there. Lost count of how many times I've been through them and never get bored, apart from Genesis, which was an abomination. <laughs> finding it hard to replay anything from recent times, though, as I'm finding that gaming quality is dropping generally. Take it easy. Here's a man whose wife's birthday it is. It's Boba Loba. There's the original Gears of War trilogy. I played through the whole lot solo, then played them again through with Toxis. To this day, it's my favourite series, and Gears 3 is the only video game to make me shed a tear twice. So good in crime, twice. Wow. Gears of War. Loved it. Definitely played through the first game more than once. Yeah, played as we said trilogy. earlier, that it's was enough for me. really good. Um, comic Picture 79. He says, I personally often don't often do that. I don't really do it with books or movies either. The initial impact when it stays with you is usually enough. Obviously, there are plenty of examples when I have done it. Recently played Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which is the whole trilogy, as you know. Quite an impressive package, all things considered, but it was seriously lacking the gravitas the first time around the merry-go-round. I Yeah, I, I'm I'm worried about playing that again because it is a phenomenal trilogy. I, I love it. I, I think it was the ending of the third one is, is harshly criticised. I'm a weirdo because I like the first one best. But what I would say is, I recently played that through on original hardware. <laughs> and, well, I say it recently. But I loved it. And I knew it looked wonky and I knew it was a bit broken. It just nailed its own sci-fi world vibe. It just, you were like playing this and you're like, this feels like a, a series that has always been around. And well, it's, it's this, world. this Gravitas that Adam mentioned, I guess any time you do something the second time round, that might not be as much. Because, especially when Mass Effect launched, it was... A new game, it looked good, it was doing interesting things, it felt bigger than it was, although it wasn't. I, I'm in I'm in his camp rather than the Finster Gamer camp. Saying nothing wrong is there's nothing wrong with either of them, those viewpoints. But I, I like to have the the epic moments and, and that's that's enough. I, I've played through that and 
it would be as much as I want to play Mass Effect Legendary Edition because it looks great and it it'd be good to maybe choose uh, different options through the story. Oh, I, here's another game that killed me. If we talk about yeah. Mass Effect. Mass Effect Andromeda. Is it I good? was really it liking, but it really started to kick ah, okay. in with Sam. Yeah. Gaming. yeah, it was like this game's big and I'm not even scratching the surface of it. It's an awful lot to do, but I'm yeah. going to finish this game. That's what you need to know. Just take a break. I've just sacked it off. Sadly, mm. I need to go back to it because I want to analyse. I mean, I'm I'm walking proof that it just didn't grab me yet. I played yeah. the PS3 version on original hardware, and it's not the best example because it's far better on 360. But I still loved every single minute of it. That says probably quite a lot mm. about. Okay. Yeah, and I wasn't looking forward to forcing myself through it. it was like, yeah, that's never enjoyable, is it? No. Ghost of Gamer Pass got in touch. They said Oregon Trail, Oregon Trail, classic Western simulator. I died both times from syphilis. <laughs> Gingy's Gamer has got in touch. I only tend to replay games as if the trophies up for grabs uh, because I am an unnerving and crippling platinum addiction. However, I've replayed God of War 2018 four times now. The story never changes. There's no alternative endings or anything, but my God, is it a masterpiece. The story, the graphics, the gameplay blow me away every single time, as if I'm taking the journey for the first time. Yes, I've missed you both so much, Heart Emoji. Thank you. <laughs> I don't that? think he, he means know. I don't even think he knows who you are. Oh, mate. So the next generation, it's like meeting Kirk, and they're like, who's this guy? I'm a Jean-Luc Picard coming. Bobby I'm a Hogan in the Austin era, aren't I? Really? You are Hogan in the Austin yeah. era. Uh, Still trying to be relevant with outlandish comments. <laughs> Joe Woodward, 5871. I think he's a new listener. Apologies, I've got it wrong. Undertale is short, sweet, and built specifically for multiple playthroughs. Even after so many times, it's still able to make you cry at times. And it's my favourite game of all time. So I've played it through many times now. And we'll keep doing so since it only takes about four hours. The roguelite, I just thought, makes this argument or discussion irrelevant, doesn't it? Because you have to play the same game through a lot of the time. True. To reach the end. Through to completion, though. Yes. Oh, okay, yeah. Touche. <laughs> oh, hey, Mike K. I believe he's a new listener. See, you bring me in brings them all these new listeners i know they didn't even know you were going to be on as well so next week's <laughs> going to be absolutely stacked oh I, hey okay he says i replay <laughs> i'll replay <laughs> hotline miami on the regular at least twice a year something about the tight controls ease of pickup gameplay absolute race of all time soundtrack makes it irresistible to listen to every time i bit rezo gun that game you want to have another go you want to have another go have you played it Hotline Miami. You've talked no, you've talked to me about it. You need good. it. Uh, up next, put Pac-Man World Two on the Switch. Namco is a new listener. One would imagine they've got a vested interest. I don't know what, but something. Namco, if you're listening, obviously you are. They've replayed the Demperman One, Two, and Three. Spat on the end, Spitgar. Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Pac-Man arrangements and Rabbit to Go Home. Tropical Freeze is a great game. Have you played that more than once? Was that Probably. the first one? Uh, it's the second one. 
on the Wii U. What's the first one called? Uh, Ridge's Returns. Yes, yeah. that's it. Yeah, that was my launch game for my Wii U, and wasn't it, it? Yes, and it also got a release on the 3DS. Did really? it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The Wii version. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think they, they um, spruced it up a bit. It looked really good. Dan Turner Photo, last comment. They're the best till last. He's a new... I've even forgotten the clap, to be honest. Uh, it's good job you came back. Me and Bobby turned into something new. Listener. I don't I've know always got did. the clap, mate. You always. <laughs> spill some TCP in your crotch area, sort it right out for you. As someone who up until recently rarely completed any single-player storyline, the impact Bioshock Infinite and its DLC had on me was huge. I played it multiple times since. Something about the story and the alternate realities really struck a chord with me at the time. I also found the sound design of that game, and I suppose the whole series, just fantastic. I love the more obvious things like the twists on the modern music and the soundtrack as a whole, but the more subtle things like the metallic clink and reverb of new objective pop-up, ticking of the skyline hook, or the deep brassy bass alarm, bass, bass. The bass alarm. Oh, no. Uh, alarm sound when you get to the top of the lighthouse was just so satisfying. I really should set some of these notification times. Bioshock 1 was pretty special when I first played that. That's the game I played through. I enjoyed before. 2 and 3 as well. Well, Infinite as well. Um, played through the first one a couple of times. And then the other two played four. Maybe not the second one. But I, love, I think 2 is the best game. Mm. It might not be the best story, but it's definitely the best yeah. game. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, so you've heard all that. Some absolutely cracking and yeah, I think there's some really good comments, comments there. Thank you very much. Really awesome games have been highlighted. Um, so we thank everyone as always for commenting in, uh, commenting on the uh, topics. Next week we'll let you know what that is through the medium of the social media. So either on Twitter or Instagram, feel free to follow us. Keep your eye out if you're hearing this because you've had your comment read out and it's your first time listening to the show. Thank you. Hope you've enjoyed yourself. Hope you're enjoying yourself. Don't forget to subscribe. Um, it means a lot to us. It really does. Every single week, unless we take a holiday, free content. You can get better than that. Look at your iPhone. It says screen time usage is up. Did it. Right? Get rid of your iPhone. You don't need it. Why are you going to listen to the show? Radio. Radio <laughs> Farmerton. <laughs> oh, you through to the official controller midnight hour. Maybe that's what it is from now on. We're in the midnight slot of Farmerton Radio. It would basically just be partridge, wouldn't it? This, Partridge. Just what you've got. Perfection personified. Now, Bobby's taking a rest because see when he's coming up with names for games and blurbs for the back of the box, it wasn't to have an end with it. It's fine. The pressure's on me now, man. You invented this section. I know. You pop back on, you messed up the format, and you skipped out the door. Now the pressure's on. You're absolutely right, it is. Quite rightly so. What's he been up to this week? Let's get the brain matter going. This is like a stretch before PE. Well, he's, he he's returned to Farmerton, hasn't he? His old stomping ground. Ah. He's been to a few old haunts where he'd visit with with Wayne at the uh, pitching up, out the boot, pent up, get selling. Police come, he's out of there. <laughs> Okay, well, guess what? There is actually a street in Farmington called Hockey Street. 
He's there. There is. Well, law. It's uh, he tears up the drive. I don't know what he's doing anymore. He's reversing up the drive because he can get away quicker. It's time for a peek <laughs> in what we affectionately call Stingray's boot. What's next? Out of the dodgy These are new range highlights from the week January 12th, July 18th, 2021. This these are out digital physical will be. Oh, 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 oh. Could be region dependent. Springs, what a wild boot popped. Here he is, Lambert hanging, staring at you. Wants to know what out of all this plastic wrap silicon tech you want to get out first. Let me pull it out. It's curved space. Now, do you want the readout? You want the readout. I'll do the readout, yeah. and then you hit me. Show me the size of your brain. Okay. You just want a breakdown of what the game is, then. but in a comedy way. <laughs> you know, you invented this. I don't need to explain your own invention to you. Curved space on the Switch, July thirteenth. Curved Space is an intense arcade-style twin-stick shooter that takes the classic formula and plunges it into the weirdest reaches of space. Battle cosmic space invading spiders across curved landscapes where bullets hook the train while the horizon drops slightly outside. That sounds like an inter-screen resogun. Labo kit resogun with the VR Labo goggles. Cardboard galore. Oh, Last time you were on, you would have said something like uh, carve up space in this awesome twin stick shooter. Curved space coming switch, July 13th. And now you're... That's just the correct readout. No, it's not. It's a variation on it. Oh, you want that, do you? Well, I don't know. Surprise me. I thought my job was just to ridicule the games. Ah, but last time in your effort to ridicule, you also bestowed all the great <laughs> prestige. Outside of Afterlife, PC, Stingray has not, he has not got the patience for this. He's already put his, his cigarette out of my hand. Outside of Afterlife on PC. I only put my hand there because he was going to stub it out on Wayne's Head again. Wayne's Head looks like like the back road out of Pharmacy. Outside. <laughs> <laughs> Outsider Afterlife's coming out of the PC. Do you know, this is a very fast and loose episode. This is classic Series 1 stuff. July 13th, Outsider Afterlife is a nostalgic puzzle adventure that takes you on a galactic journey with Hood Eni, an android who may be the only one who can prevent the end of the universe. Fake detective game with robot. That sounds like a wizard. Okay, that's what we've got him here for. This is, this is what... Deceitful Baron has earned all the big books for. Where the Heart Leads, PS5, PS4, July 13th, adapted from the best-selling children's book series, Pierre the Maze Detective. So best-selling. I've never heard of it. <laughs> Play as Pierre in his adventure stroke puzzle game and recover the stolen maze stone. Journey through breathtakingly hand-drawn illustrations, meet eccentric characters, solve puzzles, save rock crystals. French. Need I say more? You know what I'd say about that? Sounds an awful lot like Farmington Simulator. <laughs> it does. Skydome, choose a champion and sharpen your skills to win tower defence battles full and over action. Powerful heroes with unique skills and towers mean thousands of combinations of four versus four matches packed with deadly mazes, relentless minions, and merciless monsters. Mad Moba Beyond Thunderdome. Gather under the biggest dome ever assembled and watch as you and your friends beat through thousands of combinations of relentless minions and merciless monsters. 
Space punks, space punks. PC July 14th, space punks is a living, evolving online co-op action game RPG space romp that will see you shooting and loading your way across the galaxy. Sci-fi, cyberpunk, trash. Honestly, I think this is not your fine. I want to do the readout my special way. Fine. I'll have to revisit that because I don't know what you you need and what episode? Pick up some put down, skip to the end, tell me what I've never got it wrong. Anyway, Ragnarok on the VR PC VR, July 15th. Lead your Viking ship to victory in this VR rhythm game. Pound your drums to the sound of epic music from Celtic rock to Viking hour metal and set sail against your rivals in a multiplayer mode. Will you outrace them all and carve your name on the top of the leaderboard? Assassin's Creed Valhalla Killer. Uh, that was me doing a throat chop which doesn't work on the audio format in the show <laughs> so I have to say visually uh, describe what you're doing with your throat chop that's my thumb halfway across my throat that's complete there you go anyone who's seen them take a form is choke slam or more appropriately the tombstone pile driver <laughs> will be aware of the throat chop Space Jam a legacy of the game did that need a remake? One question. So I didn't think he actually did. They're really plumbing the what sold in the nineties. Well, Space Jam did okay. Do a remake, goddammit. That's bankable. How much did the original get? Great one. Comes out on PC and Xbox July fifteenth. Players LeBron, Bugs, and Lolly, funny in a Space Jam and New Legacy. The game, classic arcade style space. Looney Tune characters take an LSD trip and shoot some hoops. Wow, okay. So the basketball players, sober as a judge. The actual freaky-looking cartoon <laughs> characters, they've took out. Yeah. And they're playing basketball, and they've hallucinated the aliens and the the, the, in, the human yeah. basketball players. Yeah. So we're a figment of a Looney Tunes LSD hallucination. That, that's what life is. <laughs> Brian Cox, eat your heart out. He just... He just had to resign, didn't he? He did. Train Life, PC, July 15th. One of Train Life, a railway simulator's greatest advantage is a realistic world and user-friendly driving. Furthermore, the game will be the first big train simulator in which management of rolling stock is available. Players will be recruiting drivers, buying locomotives, and getting logistics contracts from all over Europe. Sounds like I'm at work. Currently, we are working on the game's advertisement materials. Why have they put that in their blurb? Don't even comment. Train life, dead on arrival. Sponsored by Hornby. 15 cc's of adrenaline. Right, F1 2021, PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, PlayStation 4, Xbox One. Probably also available in my kettle after all that. July 16th, every story has a beginning. F1 2021, the official video game of the 2021 FIA Formula One World Championship. Enjoy the stunning new features of F1 2021, including the thrilling story, experience, breaking point, two-player career, and get even closer to the grid with real season start. Actually sounds good. They've had that franchise for a long time. Now they're part of EA? Is this the last best F1 game they ever made? F1 2022. Mm, Comes with the Haas team. Cost you eighty nine ninety nine for the ultimate team to download Mercedes. 
or get the Red Bull edition for another 150. <laughs> Comes with a vial of Verstappen spit or something. <laughs> Unbelievable. Piece of crash wreckage. We ain't done a mummy mummy. You've thrown the cam on the well, pigeons Well, mine's the next today. one. Is it? <laughs> Everything <laughs> it is. Right, okay. Well, mine's Space Monk. That genuinely looks like a great piece of The next game, Tom's mummy mummy. The Legend of Zelda. He slates Nintendo all the way through. It says about people buying their stuff like dirty little shills every time. Then he picks this as his mummy mummy. The Legend of Zelda. Legend of Zelda? The Legend of Zelda. Skyward Sword HD on the Switch July 16th, depicting the earliest tale in the Legend of Zelda timeline. You may think you're a fan, but unless you finish Skyward Sword, you don't, that was me. That's a throat chop again for the audio show. <laughs> you wouldn't know where I've gone to at this point. A young knight must journey between the endless sky and mythical surface below in search of his childhood friend Zelda as their destiny unfolds. A wicked plan to resurrect an ancient evil force is set in motion orchestrated by a mysterious demon lord. A game with an art style as good as a Year 7's art project. The Year 7 is pretty good. That's what he thinks. That's what he... That's what his parents tell him. Have you seen his parents on Switch? Mediocre. Fine. You can't say that anymore without doing the whole pulling up level with my window, looking at me twice, and then saying mediocre. That's the only way I'm going to let you say that. Idioka. Idioka. <laughs> Restless Night, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, July 16th. You have to take up arms, win back your place among the living, or rather bullets and accuracy. In fact, everything is not simple, so you need to keep your eyes open because you need to fight with the monsters of the afterlife from all points of the earth that want to take your place. Yet another zombie game. Stack up or dive trying PC, July 16th. This is the sort of stuff we've been playing on your... Steam thing. <laughs> this is all capable of running. I'm a Steam pack of cards. Steep stack up or dive trying as you'll stack your way up platform with the objective is simple. Get as high as you can. Avoid contact with water at all costs. Be swift with your movements and build yourself a makeshift staircase. Is this a 50 cent game? No. <laughs> it's talking about ascending in the air. They're not talking about what you're talking about and they're certainly not talking about what you're talking Or you die trying. Or no, dive trying. Dive trying. Yeah. Oh, play on words. Very cool. I wish next time you come do an episode, you best bring your glasses. Within the blade, you don't even have any glasses. I know. I ain't got Yet you are blinder than Mr. McGee. <laughs> I need me uh, prescription sunglasses on. Within the blade, PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch July 16th. If you're listening, Bobby, this is your mummy, mummy, a bloody stealth platformer about the ninja in which you cut up enemies. Samurai. Sun. We aren't ever doing that again. No. What's called a mitigated failure. Set yourself up for a... I need to re-listen to what I did last time. You need to re-listen to the show. Mm. You didn't even know that news was coming up. And then you were very surprised when the feature happened. And I'll never uh, forget the look <laughs> in your eye when Stingray told me you cried. I know. Saying that, where's he gone? I thought we were just doing the new podcast about um, military history through the ages. Oh, don't let them know that I'm doing a military history podcast. It's going to get like three listens. Well, it'll get... It'll get the full-on unofficial controller. <laughs> Weapons coming out! Speculation to speculate. Uh, I find the rumours. I make the rumours. What, what has become of you? Listen, I don't know if you remember, 
but the show normally starts when I ask you what you have been playing. Odd as odd cat, anybody who's listening at this point, whatever I ask you to do at the start of the preamble, stop doing it now. I'm going to ask Tom what he's hoping to play. I think I'll pick up um, Hades when it comes out for the PS5 and Kenner Bridges Spirits. Tell us what you're playing next week. You're back oh, I don't know. Yeah, probably just the games I mentioned at the start. Um, Plague, Plague's Tale um, and play some more Streets Rage 4, I'd say. Yeah. Nothing new on the horizon for a few weeks now for me. No. what I, I've been well out of my comfort zone. What I feel I need to do is get the PS5s finished. It's mm-hmm. five games done. Yeah. I've been dabbling with. So you can go back retro. Call it. <laughs> you read my mind. God. I've done another throat shot. Call it on the PS5 and get back on the PS3. Why? I don't know. Why can't I be happy? You can be happy if that's what makes you happy, the PS3. If I took you through there, showed you the modded PS3 with the hard drive and the updated stuff, and I showed you Arcus. I only want to see, if you took me through and saw a Steam Deck, I would I would be here forever. Oh, my God. Anyway, finish Ratchet and Clank. You're not going to ask me, so I have to tell you. Finish Ratchet and Clank. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you're calling it that now. What correct did I call it before? Ratchet and Crank. Ratchet and Crank. Does that mean it's that weird-looking video where I remember bus stops haunting my waking days where what's-his-face, Jason Statham had a, a jump lead on his tongue and he was pulling yeah. it out. Wasn't that crank? Probably, yeah. That Sounds was always... Like, yeah. Seeing his tongue so far stretched out of his body was more than I could... I wasn't very keen on that. Do you think we've stretched this show as far as Jason Statham can stretch his tongue? Yeah little bit further i think it's detached certainly jump the shark and that's all we have time for this week listeners always thank you for your time and look forward to the pleasure of speaking to you again next week until then happy game remember there's nothing wrong with being given the official controller it's what you do with it that counts see you tom see you mate